Welcome to the Intrepid Hearts Garden Party. Join us for a floral affair as we break the stigmas around cannabis, celebrate alternative wellness, and discuss how you can become more sustainable in your shopping habits while staying fashionable AF. Grab your tea, tequila, or toke and join the garden party. We are back <laughs> and ready for action. I'm drinking my cold brew, waking me up. I'm sipping on my tea, hot water with lemon every a.m. Well, I have three. So I have with me right now the cold brew. I've got the lemon ginger tea combination, which, quite frankly, Anna's the one who got me making fresh ginger Ginger lemon tea. is a nice um, And then I have my hydro flask that has my citrus vitality um, oil in it and ice cold water, which just tastes freaking amazing. Yum. So those are all the drinks in front of me. <laughs> Hydration station. Yeah, especially if you're drinking coffee in the summertime. Like, I know, I think even more so as I've gotten older, I feel my skin dry out. Like, I can feel... When I'm getting dehydrated, like, I feel my skin, like, feels, like, tight and... Yeah, one of the many reasons I don't drink coffee, personally. Yes. (laughs) Read the blog post. Dehydrating to your cells and skin. Um, So, Anna, what's your highest vibe of the week? My highest vibe? Well, this week was kind of a more rough one for me Mm -hmm. for many reasons, So what sticks out to me most was my date night last night because it's one of my favorite things. I feel like like, I was going to, if I was going to be like, I was thinking that of myself because I saw your stories, obviously. And I was like, I feel like her date night (laughs) is probably a top contender. Yeah, because it's summer on the East Coast and I love driving with, our 80s Mercedes convertible, like top down mm-hmm. b- along the river, and we went to our favorite restaurant in Lambertville, the Broadmoor. It was amazing. So that was just really a fun, nice. summery moment. I feel like I have two ish, because um, you made me think of like the end of last week, I guess, technically. Um, I went to the shore on Saturday. And Friday, and just I haven't been down to the shore yet. Got some nice beach time. The water was freezing, but I still went in. I like fully. I love that. Yeah, and got what to spend, takes your breath away. It does. I thought of you and your post last week, and I was doing it, and Jeff was like, my fiance it was all about getting in the water. Like I was like all set up and comfy on the beach, and I would have gotten in the water, but he was like nagging me about it. Then we get down there, and of course I like. Finally, like, took a minute. I was, like, standing in front of the water. And I was like, all right. It was really, really cold. And I was like, all right, I'm doing this. So I just, like, went for it, finally ran. And then he was, like, not caught. Like, he was like, I was like, you're the one who talked me into coming in. I was like, you better get under the water. Dive in. Did he come Um, in? He did. He did. Um, And we just had, like, a great night down there, which was awesome. And it was great to get to the beach. Um, my other one is a continuation of last week's highest vibe when I talked about, I was talking about my meditation practice and I just, I, yesterday did not do it in the morning because I slept through my alarm and I met you for our F45 workout class. Cardio, high Um, intensity interval training. And I really like in a very profound way, like immediately noticed it was just my the difference in my day was massive and the biggest areas I find that I can see it affect me is just like how I manage my to-do list like and the stress that or had the effect the different piling of shit on me or my day has on me like I'm just more capable of taking it stride by stride and not being overwhelmed um and keeping it in perspective and also my ADD. Like, I was just so much more scattered yesterday. And I found it really hard 
to focus in on anything until I finally did my meditation later in the day. And yeah, it's so powerful. It is. It's really, 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 really huge. And it's, it's, it's almost as much as I like, I know it, it's still every time I like kind of have that mini realization over again, cause I feel it in a very profound way. Like it's still like just catches me. I'm like, wow, this, this stuff really does work. It's real. <laughs> and it is so huge how you, when things come up in life, because that's life, like things come up, we get, have things that we have to do as adults and it's stressful and crazy. But when you have this meditation practice that you are giving your time and energy to, it just does make things just flow yeah. way easier. I notice it in, for me too. And it's a huge reason. It's like, why, like, wouldn't I meditate? Yeah. Like, honestly, the, the half an hour, so the set that I'm doing right now, I mean, by all means, you don't need to do it this long. This is just my own personal um, thing that I'm testing myself to do is like the one that I'm doing right now is like 30 to 50 minutes. But honestly, like if I just say every day, like I don't have that extra time, the time that I lose being scattered and unfocused and having many like anxiety attacks about life from feeling stressed and like you turn over yourself. You're not, you actually, it's like, you're not losing that time. Like you gain time when you meditate. Yeah. Like I'm not, yes, it's not like exponential amounts, but you, you, and it, and it can be, I think like you gain time. It's, you can't look at it as like a deficit out of your day. Like I don't have that extra half an hour to sit down and do a practice every morning or evening. Like you'd be surprised you immediately at least gain that half an hour back in your day. It could be preventing a heart attack or a stroke or yeah, a mental no, breakdown I mean, that's just as the, well. Yes, like, exactly. Literally, like, yeah. could be saving your life. Yeah. So it's huge. <laughs> it's huge. We're huge fans, so, as you can see. I think we beat that horse enough. We will get to it. What are we talking about on the garden party today, Anna? Today we are talking about all the different ways, the avenues that you can consume cannabis. And we're going to start with why we consume cannabis. Why do I consume cannabis? For me, I mentioned this before in the past, past podcast. Of course, it started off as a recreational thing for me when I was younger. Episode three, you can get both of our full... Yeah. stories of using cannabis but even even at that age as I've said kind of with meditation helping with my ADD I noticed and I didn't really understand I would notice a lot of times when I smoked I would be really put into a good zone to like get homework and work done so and I also noticed a decline in my anxiety most of the time not all of the time because some strains actually you know did make it worse mm-hmm. but I didn't understand all of that at that time I just knew more often than not I had a great benefit in these two areas so as much as I liked it recreationally I really what kept me using it more than anything were the two benefits I had as far as like my ADD and my anxiety Um, so that continues to be, and as I've got older, I mean, I ended up using it for pain management. I have chronic migraines. I've had them ever since I was 16. Um, I didn't, even when I was using cannabis for other things, I never tried to use it in my approach to treating my migraines because I wasn't really sure the best way to do it. And honestly, like smoking when you have a migraine was not like a thing. And when I was 16, there weren't vapes. There, I mean, there were edibles, but not the way there are now. Mm-hmm. I didn't until a few years ago really start using cannabis to manage my migraines. But pretty much that and like any IBS symptoms I have, that medically is really why I use the flower. What about you? Yeah, I definitely started out just trying to experiment with the cool kids, and then it was, like, fun and giggling with your friends, and then, like I said in our episode three about my journey, I kind of had a negative experience and association with cannabis for a while and stopped for a long time until 
I don't even know. I mean, it definitely came back into my life not that long after, but now from all the education and experience I've had in the cannabis industry, I look to it as a health supplement, something that you should be consuming every day, even if it doesn't necessarily make you high. So I try to have at least like a one-to-one THC to CBD tincture every morning. Or I also take it for pain, but only for menstrual pain. Like that's like the only excruciating pain I have, thankfully. So I love taking patches or tinctures before bed to help with that. But there, and then also just socially still is an enjoyable experience. (laughs) My motto is straighties on the weekend, which is smoking just cannabis flower without any tobacco. Unless it was cut with hemp, I would smoke something hemp. Yeah, I didn't mention that, but like, yes, I clearly still use it recreationally. I prefer it to alcohol. I have a hard time processing sugar, especially alcohol sugar. So Drinking for me is not something that is attainable on a frequent basis. It really, really impacts me, even if I'm drinking a little. So, yeah. Yeah, we could go on a whole tangent about that, how alcohol is like a poison, and this is like a health, and then there's social stigmas, Mm -hmm. and it's accepted to eat, to have alcohol, but not cannabis, and that's another another podcast, another another rabbit hole. So, yeah, let's start out, I mean, all the different ways to consume cannabis. I tried to make a list of them all, but I'm sure I'm missing some because there's new ones getting developed every day. I mean, I don't know how many more ways that you can consume cannabis into your body. Matt, just my fiancé, who's a uh, chemist and in the cannabis industry, just told me this morning that there's actually developing an ocular delivery, oh, delivery wow. like, through your eye. I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's some, like, mucus membrane. If you so. want to spray cannabis straight, straight through your eye to the dome, hmm. <laughs> could be an option soon. <laughs> but starting off with the most obvious and old-fashioned smoking flower, smoking that reefer. Yeah, so Anna, what do you think about smoking flower? What's your, what's your take? So I really love the how craft it's become like curating the flower there's small batch growers and just knowing where your flower comes from or growing your own it's a ritual it's connecting like with the plant I think it's really great and I love it and most people do but lately I've felt like I don't like smoking things I'm I'm like kind of on the fence with smoking anything like vaping or smoking because I'm like, okay, I'm trying to be always with health at my core and I'm like smoking is kind of maybe not it's a, a car- healthy It's thing. a carcinogen into your body. Like no matter your what smoke, you're smoking. It's smoke. So yes, for sure, arguably like not the healthiest way, but how unhealthy we don't, I don't know if we have an understanding of, of that, but for sure. Yeah, that's just a struggle I've been having lately. But then I was just at that festival last week, and I was smoking, like, herbal cigarettes. I'm like, this is actually fun. These are, like, just little herbs. Everything in modification. (laughs) I mean, I... I Like, (laughs) modification. Or modification. Modify your pattern. Uh, Moderation. Yeah, moderation. I don't... I think... I've always said that about everything. I think that if you enjoy smoking flower and even though like smoke in and of itself is a carcinogen like doing live your life. it live your life in moderation is fine if you're sitting around taking bong hits after bong hits like every day you'll it's probably going to impact you in some way that's not necessarily beneficial but we I mean we don't know there needs to be more studies about all of that stuff it's funny you said it like it's gotten craft become craft which is Mm -hmm. a really great way to put it it's like I think of it as a way of like there's like craft breweries like there's these small growers and it's so evolved from the days of high school like getting a bag of weed from god knows where Mm -hmm. (laughs) smoking it out of some dingy bowl or like god knows when you didn't have the money you were like res scraping your I know it's so funny I'm such a weed snob to that now we're like literally it's like I would prefer it out of glass yeah. And a fresh bud with like a hemp wick, light, light with the butane lighter, the hemp wick to light the flower, not sucking in the yeah. butane. 
And then I'll take, like, a couple hits and then, or, like, one hit, one fresh bud of flower and throw it out. Like, one hit, one fresh bud so of flower will, is the level yeah, I of snobbery I that I'm on. <laughs> I like to turn it over. I'm not going to waste anything. But it is a, is a point for one-hitters. It is a good, what's the case of having a one-hitter other than just being, like, a small little piece it's that like you can really just like be hitting fresh green and not wasting like a whole bowl pack. Or at the very least, you know, if you have the right bowl that doesn't have too big of a hole in it, you just just like pack them smaller. You yeah. get to taste it. You're not tasting burnt flour. Exactly. Just like if a cigar smoker, my dad was in the cigar industry, so it's it resonates very much back to that. It's about the taste of the experience and like exactly tasting the different notes of in that case tobacco but in this case like the different flower has different notes and terpenes and that's a whole experience that you really I mean you really can get you're not getting it if you're heading off of like charred <laughs> charred flower but yeah. back to like whether I do it I used to be up I'd say up until about two and a half years ago two years ago I would even consider myself late to the vaping game because I really just, I would do it, but like I would never, I had no interest in buying a vape myself. I was like, I like smoking my flower. I like smoking out of glass, period. Now it's definitely changed. I bought my packs. That was like the first thing. And then I was like, I really, really am enjoying this. And it helped me cut down. I was, I was like smoking cigarettes and it really ultimately switching from Smoking flour a lot out of glass to vaping helped me cut down on smoking cigarettes because for whatever reason, when I smoked out of glass and I was smoking flour, it, I had intense cravings for cigarettes afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I didn't experience that when I was vaping. So that was a big one. And then as I started vaping more so I could quit smoking, I just was like, what if I, why was I being so close-minded to vaping? I really experienced now a cleaner, sometimes more clear-headed high yeah. with the same strains that I would be smoking from. It was just it's, it was a different experience of the flower. Not always, but a lot of the time. So, you know, that's the second thing on our list. We're talking like a moving, I'm just naturally yes. pressing into it, is from smoking flour into vaping. I just found myself now progressing at this point in my life into preferring the vape. I also, it's, con- the pens are conven- way more convenient. Yeah, convenient. You're not like trying, yeah. You're not trying to pack something up in the middle of public. You just like pull it out of your pocket. Like you just. You know, take a sneaky, take a little sneaky, sneaky head. vape hit, hit. And when we talk about vaping, we're obviously talking about cannabis vaping, cannabis concentrate in oil form that has a heating element and all that jazz. Definitely not to be confused with the tobacco vaping, which is just disgusting. We won't even waste any time talking about that. No. Grossness. So what do you think, Anna? And maybe even give us some explanation to everyone listening about, you know, the difference in vape cartridges and how they're, like, like distilled. Yeah. Yeah, so there's uh, different, when you are vaporizing cannabis and different concentrate oils, a lot of companies do a distillate, which is just not very flavorful and is going to get you super high, super quick. Um, They have higher THC content, but not a lot of like flavorful terpenes. When you are shopping for a concentrate, you want to know how it was extracted. Um, It's a huge one. Was it butane extracted, which is kind of like, do you want butane, which is in bombs? Like you're inhaling that. I don't know. It's not something you should be it's a chemical (laughs) yeah i mean co2 is one of the cleaner extraction methods that i would recommend because it's like you exhale that's co2 like Mm -hmm. but we also just don't know all the long-term effects of smoking vaporizable products but it's nice to have the option of all these different companies creating different oils and CBD vapes that you can smoke. A lot of CBD companies do it with MCT oil, which is 
we don't know what that does, and I'm not really a huge fan of MCT oil extractions, except for if it's something that you're ingesting, which we'll get to in a little bit. So CO2 extraction is a really nice way to consume. There are reason why you don't like the MCT extractions for vaporizing specifically, or you just don't know any brands doing it well right now. It's just, I know that Matt, my fiancé, who used to formulate cannabis concentrates and products, I mean, he still does, but for one of the companies that we work for that was a vape pen company, just talks about how it's not a really clean extraction method. And it, it is kind of like what happens when you inhale MCT oil. Like, we, it hasn't been done mm-hmm. long enough to really know, and I just kind of avoid it. But I'm sure we should go into more depth with him about it because I'm sure he could speak more to that yeah and yeah some companies reintroduce terpenes back in but then there's um some that there's like flavors and natural flavorings that go in and that's where it kind of gets more towards the sketchy line of like well what what is this natural flavoring that's they're adding to it Mm -hmm. yeah it tastes good it's like a mint or orange or those aren't good flavors like a cherry people are putting yeah, like cherry and no. like whatever it's like no I don't I want my weed to taste like, like weed. weed it has good flavors on its own so people use plant-derived terpenes which I mean that's fine but it's like to find a concentrate that has cannabis-derived terpenes is going to be your best experience for flavor and extraction or just your cannabis experience I don't know moving on so along with the oils you can vaporize them but also there is dabbing which dabbing i've i mean i have dabbed you've dabbled i've dabbled with dabbing um i've i've dabbed i've not i don't do it often i don't mostly because i don't own a dab rig and don't at this point feel inclined to let's just describe dabbing real quick for people who don't know what it is so it's taking a concentrate there's a zillion different concentrates you could take like basically the oils that are put into vape cartridges is something that you could dab with distillates shatter butter wax like there's a zillion different names and things that people bubble Mm -hmm. like hash i don't know Things that people come up with and create uh, that you can then dab. So it looks like a bong, the dab rig, and it has a little place where you can put your oil that you're going to inhale. And then there's like a butane, like a blowtorch that you heat your... Um, it's like heating a crack rock. I'm sorry. Yeah, it looks very <laughs> intimidating. It looks like you're doing hardcore drugs. And, and when I first took a dab hit... It was, it was way before this, like, I mean, dab, nobody knew Got more refined. I mean, it was before people even knew what it was. Like, my friend. Yeah, sure, that looks fun. I I have a good friend who was working out on the West Coast at a farm, came back, was like, we're making this wax. People are starting to do it out there. It's, like, super concentrated. This is the only way you can smoke it. Like, it was not a thing. People, if you told even people who consider yourself like pot connoisseurs especially on the east coast they would have not had a clue what you're doing and he gives me this he's like okay so he's like if this is gonna look shady as hell it was like as fuck and it was like it literally he brought broke out in my house we were at my like kitchen table and i was like it looked like a crack pipe i was like <laughs> and he's like any i mean i trusted him completely so i knew it wasn't but it was just i was like laughing the whole time that's before i got stoned i was laughing that i just thought the whole thing i was like this looks like real shady it looks shady it, it's kind of like a bong hit but actually it tastes Way, so, so amazing much, yeah, and so clean and i actually like if it wasn't such an involved process would prefer it over vaping because it's like when you have a good well like terpenated concentrated oil that's flavorful it just you get all the flavors you have to start small if you're new to dabbing like I take a tiny little dab hit and see how you feel but it just feels super clean and light and tastes incredible even I recently had a butane product like concentrate mm-hmm. dab hit because they a lot of people prefer them because for some reason the flavors really come through stronger in butane extractions and it just it just tasted like a elevated version of that strain 
and it was just amazing. But I think there, I've seen some machine, not like, I don't know what's called machine or appliance or some kind of product that they're making where it's like you, it gives you the dab, but you like sip it. Like you inhale it. It's like a vapor Mm. shot, which is nice. Like if it's something easy and simple like that, I don't like to get out the whole dab rig and the blowtorch and look like I'm like crazy, but it is a nice way to consume for that flavor and light smoking experience. Sweet. I I like it. Yeah, it is. I've, I've thought you have a little pretty Yeah, I have dab, a cute right? little crystal dab rig. I feel like I could get the, down with that. The tiny little And yours dab. changes out to a bong, which is Yeah, so it's perfect. very practical because you can, yeah, have different attachments to it where you can smoke flour or make it into a little dab rig. So that's like a multi-use. And people, when I lived in Colorado... We would go to Red Rocks, and people literally, I don't know how, they snuck, like, little dab breaks into the concert, and were, like, doing dabs at the show, and I'm like, how did you get this in here? I can barely get, like, a flask. Is there, where, the dab break you had, I, do you remember who it was who made that, like, the, the artist? Company, I'll the link artist. the artist. I, it's, like, 303 or something. I'll have to look on it, but, yeah, it's really cute. I got it at Illusions in Denver, which is a glass gallery that has... The most insane glass art. That's like a whole cult in itself, people who follow like glass art. Guys, artists. I want one for a wedding present if anyone is listening to this. Where can I register? <laughs> Where my can dad I register? Rig? I want a really, all I have visions of is like I love having fresh flowers in my house and I want a really pretty uh, dab rig slash and or. Uh, bong to put fresh flowers in so I can have flowers in it, but then I can, you know, very use sustainable, multi use. That's, you know, if anyone needs a bridal present for me and is listening to this, <laughs> hint, hint, people. <laughs> hint, hint. Uh, All right, so moving on, another way to consume cannabis is tinctures. So that's when the cannabis is extracted and it's either in some kind of carrier fatty oil or an alcohol. What do you think of tinctures? Mm, they're good. I, <laughs> I mean, I've been having them for a while. I think the first time I really used it was like my one of my good friends. She was like her and her husband would love like bringing the tincture and like putting it in their champagne so it was like this double experience of bubbly bubbles and cannabis um so that was really my first experience with tinctures uh and continues to be a usual experience of my tincture drinking most of the time (laughs) that's it I guess though to be honest it has evolved into I drink kind of like a bullet coffee in the mornings and I infuse coconut oil and I'm now infusing MCT oil so I'm using an infused oil in my bullet coffee and I do like a high I the last one infusion I did was harlequin so that's a high CBD CBD, like morning it's it's great I love it it really takes the edge off the anxiety for me so yeah I I use them Tinctures are very approachable as more of a medical-facing product for people because it's something you can, like, put under your tongue. It usually doesn't have, like, that strong of a taste. And I think it's evolved from the original RSO Rick Simpson oil, which was, like, one of the original, like, concentrates that people would take for extreme pain or disease medical reasons. For the most part. I mean, people do everything all the time. I don't know. This just made me jump back to dabbing for a second. One thing about dabbing is a lot of times it's... I tell people to be careful with that particularly because a lot of times it's it's very concentrated levels of THC. And if you are not careful if you get paranoia a lot or like you just need to be like very careful and don't treat it like you're tr- like hitting a bong hit yeah that's and a take great multiple point to bring hits up. like one hit you're usually good the first time going back to that story of my first like dabbing experience like my friend just laughed at me he's like you don't need more and I like kind of didn't listen to it well I didn't listen to him and I think I only took two hits 
To me, that was listening. To me, the two hits was like paring down what I would usually take. And I just remember being just so stoned out of my mind. Yeah, there was a lot of <laughs> And dab. I didn't, I wasn't wanting to get that stoned. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, if you just look up like dab memes, like t- too many dab meme on Google, you will see like what it, what people interpret as like what they feel when they take too many dabs. And a good example is flour. Cannabis flour is usually anywhere from like 15% THC to on the high end, maybe 29. I've seen like maybe 30% THC in flour. And then concentrates are 70% THC to 99%. Huge, massive difference. (laughs) Massive, massive difference. So yeah, that was a great point. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah, it's like... Dabbing is great, but and concentrates. You ha- just have to be careful and experiment starting really small and understanding what the percentage is and all of that. Jazz. But as we, I mean, it, it does tie into the tinctures, and we're going into, I think, edibles uh, mm-hmm. as our next one. You, watching your dosage is everything. Like, start small you can always add more you, you can't take add away more and you have to be patient like it needs to absorb into your body so don't expect it's not like vaping or dabbing or smoking in that you're not immediately feeling that like high you you need to give it a minute like a real minute before you start before you write off like oh that wasn't enough which is why I think that there has been such an evolution of all the different delivery methods and why we're talking about it because they're getting to know more about the body and how it will receive the cannabinoids and how to really dose, like give that exact dosage mm-hmm. that was so unclear when you're smoking. So that's like what we're evolving to. But the tinctures, you also want to know what the extraction method is that you are getting with your oil and what other ingredients are in it. You should always just be looking at ingredients for any products that you get in your life, but especially cannabis products. But sometimes people get freaked out when they look at a concentrate ingredients list because in some states like Colorado, I know, for example, they have to list the... So it's like pounds of flour, pounds and pounds of flour get concentrated into what you're going to then smoke as a concentrate. Mm -hmm. And they have to list every pesticide that was used on all of that flour, even though the, if it's a good extraction, they're they're not having the pesticides like concentrated in there. But people see like all of this stuff and they're like, whoa, you put this in there, you put that in there. And it's like, no, that was like on the flower at one point in time in Mm -hmm. the growth cycle. But if it's not a good extraction method, then yeah, it could be concentrating those pesticides. And that's why you need to know, like it's important to pay attention who you're buying your, you know, cartridges from and not just, you know, if you're buying black market cartridges, you don't know where that stuff's coming from. Maybe you do. If you are, like, it's just be conscious. Yeah, just I just don't know aware. a state, if you're in the United States, where you wouldn't be that much closer to getting a legal state where you it's being regulated mm-hmm. and know where it's coming from. Capsules, we can touch on really quick as we get into edibles. That's just basically, I've only seen oils and pill form and that's could be easier to swallow yeah. for some people who don't like the texture of the oil or taste and I mean I think people are just used to taking pills and they're like yep give me a pill for this but have do you I've take taken any? I've taken pills they've been in coconut oil they're, they're whatever, whatever. They're yeah real whatever. <laughs> I don't use I'm kind of why would I I wouldn't waste my time making them myself and I wouldn't spend money on them there's just so there's many not. other fun ways to consume edibles mm. Edibles, edibles. I personally am a huge fan of edibles. <laughs> personally, I know Anna feels differently. So let's let's start with Anna's perspective. Okay, so for me, edibles, I was really against edibles. I actually only, like, really ever ate them in college and, like, had bad experiences. And I was like, whoa, this is too much. And then I learned more about them in the industry. And I'm like, they make them in huge batches. And how can you really guarantee the dosage? And people, there's countless we all know that person or are that person that had a bad experience on edibles took too many edibles and we're like 
this is like morbid Mm -hmm. definition of morbid I'm dying like my life will never be the same again oh yeah I which I actually haven't had that experience thankfully from edibles but it's just something that you have to be like really careful with checking ingredients extraction methods all that and just starting small because you can always add more I was against edibles and I'm like you know just be careful and whatever then I started getting back into them there was a couple good companies what is that one that I like the Kiva confections makes really good edibles so So then I started like fucking around with them again I'm like these are fun and good and I know I can just take like little nibbles and be okay and they're tasty and good ingredients so then I started getting back into them and when I was recently in Portland I posted on our Instagram story, which I think I highlighted, but I'm not sure. I was going to maybe make a YouTube video. I was in the middle of promoting this new edibles company that I had found, and they were talking about how it's women-owned, and they only source all of their like fruit purees from local organ like local in Oregon within a 100-mile radius, so it's like local, women, great, like... Great product, great ingredients, all this stuff. And they have this beautiful floral packaging. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. So I'm like taking some on the beach and I'm starting to talk about how it's like a great product because I was talking directly to like their salespeople and they were telling me all this great stuff where I didn't even think to look at the ingredients. And then I look, the first ingredient is corn syrup. Then it's made, it's gelatin. It's not even vegan, vegetarian. So I like am eating something that's They're like branding and packaging is so good. And it like is made to appeal to the customer who like would want vegan organic yeah it was totally made for me but they fooled me they fucking fooled me and i didn't take my own advice checking all the ingredients so now i'm like mad at edibles again because of that company well (laughs) their stuff tastes good though they do a good job at branding they did their stuff taste well yes corn syrup syrup, yum i mean no i know but well, those There's local, a lot of things made with corn syrup those that local don't taste good. Oregon fruits come through. Yes, <laughs> they do. They but do. Let's talk about how you like edibles and you make a lot of edibles. I do make a lot of edibles. Part of the reason for that, I mean, I think I would do it even if I was in a state where it was regulated. PA doesn't allow the medical sale of edibles. You can make your own. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so. I I like using edibles. Again, it's like nice, discreet way of consuming. You're not smoking or vaping or any of that. So if you have any questions or concerns about long-term effects of that, you, you don't really necessarily have that when you're consuming. I also like making them for the same reason, even if I could buy them. There's just not a lot on the market that's like, clean into my standards of what I want to eat and I like cooking so it's fun yeah (laughs) so it's fun for me and I just got a new toy as a present an engagement present from my brother-in-law it's the Levo infusion I don't know what to call oil infuser oil infuser um I I can't wait to it'll be on the story I'm sure in the next few days I need to go pick it up from their house but yeah, that is a machine that helps you to easily infuse your own oil. So everything in one little espresso looking machine. It's very chic looking as well and comes in different colors. Great appliance for the counter. Yeah, for- so we'll see. I'll let you know how that works. I'm not going to talk too much about it because I don't know yet how that works. But I've always I've been making edibles since I was in high school. Granted, that process has evolved for me. I was never it was never bad, that bad where I was like that person dumping weed into brownies or something. I always made the butter. <laughs> I didn't always know about decarbing the the flour first. So like that's something that as I got older and more education on how to do it correctly came about mm-hmm. in the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. I started to definitely evolve and then it went from like me making butter to me making butter and then always like double like triple processing it to get like the taste out if I didn't want something super weed weedy tasting and I just yeah I like it I like the I like tasting my weed too so as much as I like cleaning the taste out I don't like taking it away my goal isn't to take it away entirely it's to make edibles that like complement the flavor of whatever strain I'm using I just think it's 
fun. It's and hard. I'm not as sensitive as others are. I actually have a lower, I do have a lower tolerance though compared to smoking or vaping. I definitely feel like I need far less milligrams than I would if I was vaping or smoking. So that's always nice, you know, to me, it's better on my pocket. (laughs) A little goes a long way. I think edibles are a great recreational delivery of cannabis. They're fun. It's just for if you're thinking from a medical standpoint, which is probably why Pennsylvania hasn't had it medically, it's like you can't really... Generally, edibles are unhealthy things that you're eating, like candy, chocolates, etc. And then there's so many factors of how what else the person has ate that day what mm. exact like how much time has passed since they yeah. ate like how they digest what's in it all of that it's kind of stuff hard so, to control yeah it's hard to control and, other and know factors. your dosage so i think it's fun for recreational medical there's better better ways better delivery methods which brings us more to the oral ingestibles, which is different from edibles. These are things, for example, like Listerine strip type things. I don't know what else to call, what they call them. Do that's sublingual about, drops go Oh, yeah, in that's them? what it is, yeah. sublingual. That's exactly what it is. I'm like, what is it? I can't think of the word. Sublingual. So it's things that you are meant to just go into your mouth and it immediately will dissolve like through and absorb into your bloodstream by their sublingual is like under it's like very vascular i guess under your tongue and Mm -hmm. on your tongue so it's a very quick delivery or like a spray they have like sprays that go right in which are great for some people i think too and more medically facing but also i haven't found ones that don't have like creepy ass ingredients that I would want yeah to I haven't take. used them I've looked at them I haven't used them for I think pretty much the same thing there's just nothing that's been like oh this seems like it would be a better delivery method for me as far as how clean it is or yeah they've they were developing some at the company I worked for in Colorado and we yeah they were just kind of freaky and like it's more sciencey and not as like it's like getting further and further away from the plant um but for some people that's things that they need a quick like there's even i know now they have inhaler type ones where it looks like your inhaler but it's like cannabis Mm -hmm. getting sprayed in we'll see i'm sure there'll be more more of that in the future i'm trying to make it more friendly to patients who are used to are used to certain medicine delivery methods and like exactly Cannabis already makes them uncomfortable, so having it not in a a way that they're I'm going to use the word Something programmed yeah, more or like familiar, more familiar to think as a medical delivery method, like yeah, yeah. And going off of that, I don't know if this should be its own category, but the water soluble solutions. There's more and more people that are making things that you can just like drop into your water that you don't have like a big oil spill yeah. floating on the top which it's not like not separating it just but uh this needs i think a lot of evolution and development there's some people who do nano emulsions they have like liposomes and micelles but the most efficient one that i've heard of is analogs or complexes is what people call it and it's basically like having a cannabinoid salt that breaks down in your body which is like actually water water sol- soluble, but no one has really developed that yet. And the ones that are out on the market, I'm interested to learn more about. So uh, what are they? And I now this makes me want to like look. I was telling you about a company like Recess, which I mean it's CBD, mm-hmm. but you still have to make the CBD water soluble. So how are these drink companies right now doing? Most of them do. I do think delivery method. And- I'm pretty sure that most of them are doing nano emulsions. So it's like they have the science or technology to like break down the extraction to like nano, nano. sized particles and then are just like emulsifying it, mixing it where mm-hmm. it's one with the uh, liquid where you wouldn't note it like to the natural yeah. eye or taste. Yeah. 
it's next level edibles, like <laughs> in a way, like it's a, just a different. It's like a very sciencey, sciencey edible. Yeah. So same with kind of that nasal sprays is another one. I mean, that's like the only thing in that. It, it's the same. I had never even idea. heard of that until right now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just a fast acting something that people are used to. If they want to spray it, like you have the blood vessels Again, in there, I guess yeah, the mucous membranes that have something. all the blood vessels. But I, yeah, I don't really know a lot about. But it's a way that if you want to spray weed up your nose, you sure can. <laughs> <laughs> And why do we have left? Moving next up to topicals, which is a really fun way, because I mean your skin is your largest organ and absorbs. You're not really getting like a cerebral high um, necessarily no. from your topical use. It's really great for pain relief. Uh, I make a topical. We have a video. We have a blog post DIY. Yeah, we will link our video. Love it. Everyone, I give it two loves it. It's freaking great. Maybe we should mass produce it. (laughs) So, yeah, it's awesome. So with cannabis and topicals, I mean, the cannabis plant has all these different healing cannabinoids and terpenes. So to touch on the cannabinoids, the they are mostly and and terpenes are analgesic. I think that's how you say it, analgesic. Uh, it's that's the pain relief that you get when you consume them. So they have those like analgesic effects when you have it in a place on your body yeah. that has pain. That's what it helps with. Or the terpenes. I always give the example of lavender. Everyone associates with being calming. Well, linalool is the terpene that's in lavender, and that's also in some strains of cannabis, which is why some strains make you, like, sleepy or relax. Mm-hmm. Like, and then it's the same thing, like, for your skin. If you're, like, inflamed or have sunburn, you put some cannabis topical cream on it, it can go down because it has these calming, pain-relieving effects that can translate through if it's a topical that's done well. <laughs> and as you... Important to note, because there's a lot of questions, or I hear a lot of people say oh, I used a topical, a CBD topical, and I don't feel like immediate pain relief. Well, CBD doesn't have that same, like, pain-relieving, immediate pain-relieving, like, properties that THC does. So... Or if there's the presence of CBD. I mean, THC with the CBD. In conjunction with one another. So where CBD topicals really help is you're getting the anti-inflammatory effect directly to, like, that muscle area. So in bringing down inflammation over multiple use of the cream, you will reduce pain because the inflammation's going down. That So it works, but I think a lot of people buy CBD topicals and expecting, and expecting to, like, to get yeah. that, like, immediate pain relief. You're not going to experience that unless there's a THC presence so just to clarify that I get a lot of questions I get a lot of people I mean yeah someone asked me this week about yeah like (laughs) why I got this CBD cream and I feel like it doesn't do do like like they were expecting this huge muscle numbing effect that's not that's not what you're getting from the CBD topicals yeah and even when there's THC it's it's not going to be as much as like something more pharmaceutical that you're taking a pill for it's it helps take the edge off like that's the thing the uh, the idea of is that it takes the pain edge away so that you're not feeling desperate for something stronger yeah which is nice a nice option but i wish that it was more accessible the topicals with thc THC. in it it's very frustrating that you can't just buy that because there's a lot of people that need it and Mm -hmm. it's not accessible and approachable and it's like okay is someone really gonna eat a fucking lotion yeah i mean i guess (laughs) people well people do weirder things to get high so i it's it's it's, you say that but i get it i mean like people do so that's it but i know know. but i just wish they really wouldn't okay (laughs) guys can you not can you just not (sighs) Transitioning from that to skincare, cannabis and skincare has been really hot 
CBD, everyone is putting, like, put CBD on it. Like, everyone's doing CBD something or other. But I really do like good quality CBD skincare. One thing you have to look out for is people say it's CBD, but then if you, if it's not third-party lab verified, it could, like, not really have CBD. Yeah. And you're paying that CBD price tag. So, again, look at the ingredients. If it's one of the first ingredients, hemp, seed oil, or CBD extract, then you're probably good. But it's been game-changing for my face. I've been using a couple different CBD oils, and it's helped with, like, breakouts and acne because of those, like, antimicrobial, antibacterial properties. And when I worked in the cannabis industry in Colorado, people made me oils for my face that had THC in them too which mm-hmm. was great and I want again <laughs> yeah I am using I use a CBD I had some I was given a CBD roller um I that had been sitting around like I've been sitting on it I didn't love the smell of it I mean I didn't mind the smell of it but it was just like C, a CBD serum Nothing special outside of that. You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was like, I'm not. I'm not like calling out or talking about anything here. Oh it was just some someone's thing that they were playing with that we know. Anyway, <laughs> I have had it, and I'm like, I put some. I just put it into a different, split it into another roller, and added frankincense oil to it because I've been using frankincense on my skin, and so that's been like a nice way to add to carrier oil and like bring it up another notch and I'm loving the combination so yeah I really really like CBD and skincare as you said I think there is a lot more like right now CBD is a hot one but there's there's so many snake oil salesmen (laughs) out there there's so many this space is going to evolve a lot. Like, I, there's so much more that can be done and get tapped into as regulations open up, too. When you were talking, I was thinking about it, and this carries through to all the different things. But I think really a lot with the skincare, I, like, look, is the CBD and hemp oil organic? Like, you're putting this on your skin. Yeah. <laughs> That's the same thing with the topicals. Like, you're putting it on your skin. What has has this been sprayed like are you now putting those pesticides like on your skin in a concentrated form so that's my big thing to watch out for as you start to shop the market because there's so much out there but I guarantee you there's not so much that's like organic so true that's a great point and I'm glad you brought that up because I mean I'm sure I talked about this on a different other podcast I talked about it on that panel I spoke on in Denver but about just the cannabis plant in general, weed, quote-unquote, or hemp, it cleans the soil around it. It pulls the toxins and heavy metals out of the soil, Yeah, which is great because it's taking it out of, like, our water runoff and soil. Like, it's cleaning the soil. It's great. It's, but then if you're using those plants, like, a lot of companies get cheap CBD oil from China, where they're growing hemp in China. China, we in know. Toxic fields. Very, po- like, very polluted. Toxic soil. Poison alert. Uh, then it's getting concentrated, and then this is supposed to be something that's healing that you're ingesting or putting on your skin, and it's actually, like, yeah. full of these toxins. And it's not toxins. sprayed, and they might market it as being organic because it's not sprayed. Because the hemp plant naturally... Avoid, it yeah, grows but it's being planted in ground that has had some type of toxicity or like glyphosate. Yeah, so it's it's not it's it's a great marketing ploy like around what's actually in the product or so. being having a way. It is hard to. I have to. I did say this. I should have. This is conversations making me think about it because I was having a conversation with someone who asked me to about a CB source that's organic and which ones are the hard thing about that too right now there are a good amount of farms that produce cbd through organic methods and they just haven't it's just like organic produce um in small farms they it's such it's a costly expensive long process um and to get certified organic and uh, I don't I, I don't quote me but I know that loosely this is what had happened 
the there was like regulations around uh, being certified organic CBD. They people went through that process. Then the at a government level, it was like shut down. Like, oh, that's not valid. Like, we need to re-examine this. So farms had put up money to do it, mm-hmm. and then it was kind of like made invalid, and then it's been re like retracted, retracted. So now it is, but I think it it. And I understandably so with small farms, like, mm, am I going to take the risk of like certifying myself and lose and losing that money or like having it not be valid or hold up to like the government regulations anymore or whatever. So it's, it's hard. Like it's right now because of the murkiness of everything, it's you, you need to do a little bit of investigation yourself I mean but that's also why Anne and I are here we like to like introduce you guys to products we've already vetted so that is that's kind of why we have the platform that we do to begin with because we want to make your lives a little easier we'll spend the time vetting but yeah if you're if you're we got looking you. at a new product just ask the questions and like look for the information on the site and don't be afraid be to reach person. out to the customer service of a CBD company that tincture that you're looking at buying and being like, hey, where is your CBD source from? Like, ask. And if they're not going to tell you and not be transparent, then do you want their product? Exactly. Yeah, you should see me when I go to MedMen in L.A. I, I, uh, I have, it's like the Inquisition. <laughs> the Spanish Inquisition. Oh, but I was going to say a great company that we know and love is my friends in California, KB Pure Essentials, because their hemp is certified organic from Europe, and they make all their skincare products with natural ingredients and this uh, amazing hemp. So, And then we had we just had Renee, Renee on Berger. from Lotus 8. She does more of Episode like, 12. More um, kind of like the pain relief topicals. I don't think she has necessarily... Like a skin Not care. Skin, skin like care. for your face, but yeah, the topicals and her hemp is organic in Kentucky, USA. She does a lot of she's puts a lot of energy and her own money into testing her source herself on yeah. like a frequent basis to make and sure it's they're holding up their standards for her. So that's really, really lovely and refreshing to know and hear about a company. And we go deep into that one on episode twelve. So check her out, Lotus 8 Hemp, local to our area. Yeah, we're moving on to suppositories, right? Um, <laughs> suppositories. I haven't, I haven't used them at all. Okay, so, so Anna has a great, Are you going to share this <laughs> yeah. story? Yes. Yeah, this That's a good one. funny. Okay, so suppositories. Basically, this is, I think... Could be very medically facing because it's something, it's method where you're putting it either vaginally or anally, rectally. I don't know what the... Yeah. <laughs> well, different. Term. I mean, it depends maybe on what you're using it for, really. Well, yeah. I think it was developed out of a medical need for especially, mm-hmm. like, really, like, cancer patients and people who can't consume, like, anything at all. Can't like, keep anything in. Their pain... But now it's evolved to this fun, fabulous, like, people use for, like, lubes or I don't know what. Actually, I think lubes would be different, which we can also touch on. I mean, that's... Does it fall into the realm of topicals, too? Like... Yeah, I would think... Yeah. Lubes are more topical. I mean, we could honestly talk, have this podcast for, like, hours. I know. (laughs) About the ways. There's so many fun ways suppositories i tried the foria suppository for menstrual cramp relief because i was like wow this sounds amazing it like goes like straight up in there like it's Mm -hmm. gonna help me out and my experience was that i didn't feel like it worked i felt like it all immediately came out and i was like wow that sucked like this was kind of expensive and i was really excited so many people have said how amazing it was and how they like loved it and had pain relief so I've kind of wrote them off and they've just been sitting in my bathroom drawer for a while. <laughs> then I was talking with one of the Foria like ambassadors, Kara Kovacs, which we're really excited to be 
recording a podcast with in a couple weeks in New York. She's like a tarot card reader, archetype reading, sex coach, etc. Amazing, fun person. And we were chatting and I was telling her about my experience and I was like, yeah, I put my suppository in, put my diva cup in, went and laid down because you're supposed to just lay down and let it all absorb. You don't want to be like walking around because it's like in a cocoa butter mm-hmm. and, and when it gets to your body heat, it will like melt down. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's weird. And she's like, oh, your diva cup. It's probably like blocking it from absorbing into your vaginal wall. <laughs> and you're like... Uh, yes, "Mm." makes perfect sense. Talk about blonde moments. So, yeah, because I had a diva cup in, it was just melted into my diva cup. Sorry for the gross visual, everyone. I mean, but yeah, it is what it is. (laughs) Instead of just, if I would have just put it in and you had, like, a pad or thinks panties or something where, while you're menstruating... It, mm-hmm. But it would have absorbed. And so next moon cycle, I have to give her a go the right way. Wow. Felt really dumb after that one. <laughs> but I'm glad that I talked about it and figured it out. And so now you're, I can give it a try honestly, again. you are not going to be the first one who does that. So you should talk about it because anyone who's trying, it's like you, you probably you are not even thinking about it. Like, you have your period, you're miserable, you're in a ton of pain, that's why you're using the suppository, you're trying not to bleed all over the place, your diva cut, so you're, like, and you just don't even think about it. I think, yeah, using your thinks, and I wouldn't even try doing it with, like, putting the suppository in first and then the diva cup, because it might just pour into the diva cup. So, yeah. like, yeah, like, put it in, put your thinks on. Lay out, lay down, yeah, read a like, book, and take a nap. Yeah, that's that's the Before way. Bed. And I actually like I can't wait to try it now that we <laughs> realized it could possibly be a thing. Actually, could work, guys. <laughs> yeah. So that let's. I mean, we're getting to what our last one now, right? And the last. Yeah, one which now. which because we didn't really talk about lubes, but Kara Kovacs that we're gonna have on that's gonna be like an entire episode about like lubes and cannabis and sex. And sex so. We'll save that. So, dun da da da, drum roll. <laughs> transdermal delivery. Transdermal delivery. So, transdermal is a little different than just a regular topical because it's kind of more pharmaceutical grade, like where it's a patch. Most I've only known of transdermal deliveries through a patch type thing because it's like a nicotine patch or something where it's like designed to like go into your skin differently than just a topical wood, which we can go into more detail in another. In the science. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, we I mean, we both know about it, but we'll, we have an expert, so we'll bring the expert in to talk yeah. about it. We're not going to try and pretend that we are, but. Yeah. I love this delivery method, especially for, it's medical. I feel like mostly medical uh, facing because it's a way that you can get cannabis into your system if it's not like an edible or something that you ingest because if if you feel too overwhelmed by the effects you can peel it right off it's on your skin like if it's too much take it off if you need more put another one on it's also very like discreet another thing like discreet so if you're like a medical patient and you need it to travel somewhere i'm not telling anyone to do this but you need to like and you're yeah. like, we're like, you're like, I need to have, like, I need my medicine, but I don't know if I can try. Like, it's a discreet. Even like, even if you're in a hospital yeah, and, and you can't exactly. have cannabis, like, you people can't bring it in. Someone could like have this little patch that they stick on you. It looks like a band aid. Like, yeah. No one would ever know that you're getting pain relief from cannabis through this nice transdermal little patch. Uh, I found them originally in Colorado and started using like Mary's medicinals. Because I like the idea of it, and I bought a bunch that were on sale, but then I would feel like most of the time they didn't really do anything, or sometimes it would be like, I would take it before bed, and it would like help me sleep a little bit better, maybe. And so the I think the patch industry needs a lot of work. Papa and Barkley, one of our favorite companies out of California, has a really good patch, and it's one of the only things that's given me like really good menstrual pain relief when I put it on and go to bed I can actually sleep and not have to take anything for like excruciating menstrual mm-hmm. cramp pain which is my main reason for seeking out really high pain relieving cannabis uh substances 
or like methods. Another problem with them is a lot of them, they call it dose dumping where you put on the patch and it's supposed to last for like six to 12 hours, but you get all of the effects of the patch. Like it's delivered at one punch. Like it's at once until we've tried more or like if do your research before you try them. But the nice thing is that you can take it off, like I said, but I like to take them, like, before bed if I'm having pain because it's like, all right, I'm going to be falling asleep. Could be just... The dose dump is nice because it helps you fall asleep and just, like, have a more heavier sleep. Uh, but if you're, like, have to do something during the day and you take one and then you're, like... Out of Whoa, it. Whoa, yeah. this is heavy. Um, it could be because of that. Now, there's other patches out there that I haven't tried yet that... They, there was one patch that said they, they last, like, 48 hours, and it's, like, this slow release. And I'm, like, okay, really? But I haven't tried it, yeah. so I don't know yet. But it's definitely a really interesting delivery that I want to see more of. We'll keep you guys posted on that as we find and discover more brands. Yeah, I think that wraps it up. I can't wait to, like, hear questions that you guys have because we'll – we said we're going to do one with like lube, a whole podcast on that. So we'll probably break down these different areas. We'll and, get a patch and, expert and we'll bring on experts too. in. So please, any questions like still remaining, give them to us so that we can make sure we get them answered in our follow-up podcast. It's been fun. Yeah, I hope that you guys like this episode and it brought value. Let us know if we missed any delivery methods. Yeah. I can't think of anything other possible. Others, any. I mean, God knows. Through your ear, sure. perhaps? Yeah, perhaps? What would that be called? Olfactory. <laughs> no, wait, that's your... Olfactory. There will be an ol... I'm sure there would be some type of... Isn't olf- your nose olfactory? I don't know. I don't know what your ear is, but that's the only hole I can think of that people haven't found away yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Thank uh, you. Bye, guys.